Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today joining me... I guess I am obsessed with this family. Like you, like literally I asked them to adopt me on a regular basis. They have yet to file the paperwork. I'm pretty pissed about it. Um, but I really am. I, I'm, I, I'm an honorary Oshry. And today I'm so excited to finally have on Olivia Oshry to my podcast. Hey girl. Hey, Hey girl. Hey, you know, after I saw Margo come on your podcast and I realized that everybody's been on, I was like, fuck this. I have to get my ass on Taylor Strecker show <laughs> ASAP. Yeah. I've had Claudia a bunch of times. I've had Jackie on. I've had, yep, Margaret on. And now finally, it's like the holy grail of Ashray. So thank you for completing my. I don't know. Like save the best my, for last, don't you know? I feel like I have like a shadow box of like love for you guys, like like a shrine <laughs> that I make to your family. I am so uh, so obsessed with your family. There aren't even words. But it's so, so mutual. Just, like we're so obsessed with you and with Taylor too. So it's just like it's fun, you know? How how do we start being obsessed with each other? I feel like there was a lot of like lines that overlapped well, to our Toffler mutual obsession. Is the, is the reason for the season. We have to give him credit where credit is due because Matt Toffler, he actually went to college with a Olivia, right? Yes, he was in my okay. group of friends because he's from Long Island where most of the girls that I lived with freshman year knew him from high school. So it was like uh-huh. the girls in Toffler and that was our crew. And after college, he started working with you. And I think he either reached out to me or maybe he reached out to Claudia directly. And he's like, I work with this girl, Taylor Strecker. I really think that like you should go on her show. And then Claudia went on your show and you guys like yep. immediately hit it off. And then it was just like, you know, we all just, you know, became one big happy family from there. I I remember that she came on. And so like you have to remember this was like what? This was like maybe seven or eight years ago at this point. Yeah. And she came on and I'm like, what's a social media influencer? (laughs) Then I like look at her handle, girl with no job. And at that time, she probably had like two million, maybe I, I'm I'm not sure, but mil, in the millions, yeah. and I was like, "Holy shit, who is this girl? And why does she have no jobs, but so many jobs and so many followers?" And I was just like, "I was shooketh," to use an Ashri term. I I literally so funny. I couldn't. I, I I just I was I was like, "What is this world of of influencer?" And so I really learned all about that through Claudia, and I was instantly just like fascinated and impressed and obsessed and then I got to know the rest of you guys and like one is like you guys are all 
you're just you're all incredible people you're very different people but you're all like incredible go-getters and insane marketers you guys are like the you guys give millennials a good name do you know what i'm saying that is one so very kind thank you and two i agree with you i think it's like we're all so different we have similar interests and we approach it from different angles which i think then combined makes us this like you know cornucopia of crazy Honestly, you guys, like you guys together as a team, you guys, I always say you guys are the Jewish Kardashians. And I mean that obviously is a compliment. Thank you. Um, I take it but, very much as a compliment. <laughs> but, but, but so when, when you look at the four of you, like who's, where are your strengths? Okay, let's go through everybody. Whose strength is what and whose weakness is what? And how does that like, how do you, how does the overlapping of all of your strengths and weakness, weaknesses create, I feel like the force that is the Oshry sisters. Yeah, that's so interesting. You know, I, I'm, I'll be, um, I'll be honest. Like, I, I don't even see anything as a weakness per se. I just think like when it comes to strengths, there's like certain things that like we're so strong at. So like, I think that I'm very strong from a general kind of like business management perspective. I think that's the oldest in me of just like, you yeah. know, I like being more behind the scenes and kind of like seeing the bigger picture and putting the pieces together. I think with my sister, Jackie, Jackie just has the most like straight, clear head. She's really like super rational and she always takes like a very like, you know, pragmatic and decisive approach. I think Claudia is the person that, of course, just infuses like humor and fun into everything. And I think Margot is the person that actually keeps us young in the sense of like what the kids are doing and how they're thinking about different platforms. I mean, like I have no plans to get on TikTok and I'm not going to, but like, (laughs) like what are the kids doing? And then like, how does it affect just like general business and marketing and branding overall? Like Margot knows like what's up with the culture. So I think everyone kind of brings their own dynamic to the party. Um, And we actually all really rely on each other for those things that, you know, we're best at. So actually, I was just on a guest on your podcast. Yes, you were. Uh, And by the way, check it out, guys. It's called Maternity Live. And speaking of maternity, we're going to be talking about your pregnancy. Mazel. Congratulations, doll. Thank you, Angel. So exciting. Um, But you asked me, you were asking me about like my brand and the intent behind it. And you know, like how I kind of became like this big radio personality or staple in the audio world. And I kind of said, I just did it by mistake. I think the word we used was stumbled. Stumbled. I'm just a stumbler. I stumble into everything. Um, (laughs) But when it comes to you guys, like, did you guys have this all mapped out? Did you have a plan? Like, I feel like you guys had a fucking plan since you guys were like... (sighs) like teenagers you'd be surprised we definitely didn't have a plan i mean just like starting from my own perspective you know i went to nyu and i went to nyu not i didn't really want to go there but it was like really what, yeah i it was one of the few colleges that i got into because i applied to college during the recession in 2008 it was kind of a weird time And I had applied early to Cornell and I thought that I was, you know, wanted to go to Cornell and that was the place for me to go, go Ithaca. And I wound up getting a guaranteed transfer there. So I got in there for sophomore year, but I had to go somewhere for freshman year. And so at that, my freshman or my senior year of high school is when our dad passed away. And so I wanted to be close to home for that one year. And so I went to NYU. And when I went to NYU, I was like, okay, how am I ever going to leave the city and go somewhere that's like not hustle bustle? You know, I had a couple different internships, even in my freshman year of school. And I just liked being busy and doing things. And so I, you know, all throughout my college career, I had 
the most odd end jobs that you could possibly have. I worked at the Holocaust Museum downtown. I worked in social media at Nanette Lepore. I worked for a commercial real estate firm. And by the time my senior year rolled around, I was applying to law school. I took the LSAT twice. And I I thought that that was for sure my path, but I just like was so glad I got all this work experience. And I started. I took the LSATs too. Did you? Legally blonde. And I'm not even joking. And I'm embarrassed to admit that. I took the LSAT twice and I got the same score both times, even though I studied dramatically harder for the second. And I was like, this isn't improving. (laughs) This isn't right for me. So what happened was, though, I my senior year, I started interning at AOL. And I really liked working at a big company. I really liked, you know, working at a publicly traded company. I kind of like, I have the bones to be like a corporate hack a little bit and not like Mm -hmm. a corporate political animal, but I just, you know, I like the business world. And so- Can you explain what it's even like? Because I feel like I get like what business is kind of, but like what's even like the day to day? You know, when you say that you have like, the skill set to like be in this environment like what does that take for people yeah I mean I think for me it's really just like a get shit done attitude like I like being busy and I like doing things at all times like I'm the type of person that I hear something in a meeting and I'm like okay who's gonna do that and how are we gonna get it done versus like some people are just the ideas people I always say that like I don't know if I would be great at like running my own business because I'm not the type of person that like could come to the table with the idea but I could fucking run the shit out of your business for you you know and so so that's where I think the relationship with my sisters works really well is because like I can help them from behind the scenes as more of the business mindset person versus right. like being more of like the frontward face, which is not really my personality. So um, when I was at AOL, I knew from like my second day there, I'm like, OK, like I'm definitely going to go more on the business route and I'm not going to go to law school. And then what happened from there is I had so many different like jobs and opportunities at AOL. Jackie, when she graduated from college, she started working at the Huffington Post, which was owned by AOL. So and that was like kind of unrelated. Like she got the internship. She started, I think, as a fellow, but like she got the fellowship on her own. It converted to full time. And then Claudia was at NYU. By that time, she also started interning at AOL. We kind of just like all fell in this kind of media world, Uh working at a big company on like we were not in the same groups at all, but like we were all kind of there. And obviously when you work at a big company, all these pieces kind of overlap. So of course. I guess my situation is kind of a stumble upon two in the sense that yeah. we didn't really plan it, but I think we all like just kind of being, you know, in the age of like digital social media. I think one of the things I realized early on, especially like from my time at AOL is like people didn't realize that like social media could be a job back in like, 2012 you know it's like you're gonna manage a facebook page that's a full full time fucking career you know like people don't realize that like it was kind of really growing and all of the higher ups were like had knew they needed to be on social but had no idea how to do it and well, that even is when just claudia came in for the interview at, at sirius and she had like millions of followers on girl with no job and now of course even more to date but i i even remember thinking like this isn't real right and then when i started like five years later really learning about it i was like jesus christ <laughs> she had to figure it out i was like like it like it really I really think us, like, I think baby boomers in the business world and even Gen Xers, I'm like a cusper. I'm an elder millennial. So I feel like I have, like, some Gen X sensibilities about me, um, which I will say, like, I have learned to really lean into my millennial side over my Gen X side because the Gen X side is very resistant to like um, giving into the millennials. And I will say that for real, I am not blowing smoke. Like 
when I from the second I met your family, Olivia, I was like, these girls might be younger than me, but they know what the fuck is up. And if I want to get swallowed by this industry and become like a relic, then I can just fight against it. Or I can look at these girls and be like, yeah, you're younger than me, but you have so much to teach me. And I just leaned the fuck into that. I mean, you really you guys, you were ahead of your time. I mean, Thank were you. you ahead of your time in your generation or were you in step with other millennials just like you? You know what? I think it's really funny that you say that because I was just going to say, I think millennials like get a bad rap. Like early on, especially like when I was working, you know, in media and just advertising in general, like all these brands want to reach millennials. And then all these studies come out that, you know, like millennials don't work hard and like all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And I think it's just, first of all, I don't necessarily agree with that because like I, I actually think that the people that I know like work really hard. It's just they like just don't, they just don't work like they're the nine it's a, to five. It's a different kind job. of work. Exactly. They're right. not writing memos and they're not like it. You know, they're scrolling on their phone. But like that is part of the job. I know it's so fucked up to say, but like it's true. But you know what, though? But the thing is, just because you like to do parts of your job doesn't mean it's not work. You know, yeah. we have to be tortured in order to be doing a, quote, a million unquote, good percent. Job. It's bullshit. And also, I mean, I will say, I think that millennials, they're just hyper efficient, actually. Yeah. That's how I view millennials. Yeah, because I think there's so much more going on in the world these days with the social media and smartphones and whatnot that you kind of get to a place where you have to like time manage way better. Like I know that I'm like a world class multitasker. I look at my husband and he like can't do more thing at more than one thing at once. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's like a male thing or if that's just a you thing, but like I know that like I can literally like be watching a TV show, like writing an email, but also like listening to a phone conversation, like all at the same time. And I do each of those things, like at least at like 85%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because in quarantine, I was actually, Olivia and I were talking about this before we got on the podcast, but I was saying, you know, I'm really busy right now and blessed. And I'm so fortunate to have a job right now and to be working, but damn, I am busier than I swear to God, I've ever been in my entire career and I am tired. And it's like, Honestly, working from home sounds lazy, right? But I, I, I can tell you when you work from home, like, and, and which I can say is a very millennial thing. Like, I feel like right now a lot of our parents or like our older friends are actually because of the structure of their job. You know, maybe they're furloughed or maybe they're not working right now or their small business can't run because of like this quarantine state we're in. But like, I feel like millennial businesses are kind of thriving because they can exist like at this work from home like mentality. But I'm telling you, working from home, you work the longest fucking hours ever. It's unbelievable. You know, I I talked about this on my podcast actually a few weeks back because I think the reason why people who are working from home, I find like a lot of them are so busy is because it's just communicating. You can't get your ass up and walk over to somebody's desk and say, hey, can you please send me blah? You have to pick up the phone and call them. You have to send them an email. You have to ping them Slack, whatever it is that you do. And Mm -hmm. so communication actually, I think, becomes like the biggest thing coming out of the quarantine, which is one, like if you are not a great communicator, great time to work on these skills. But two, like, you know, things aren't just going to magically happen from the comfort of your own home. Like you have to go and make them happen. And I think that right. whether you are working from home, whether you are looking for a job or whatever it is, it's like you have to put like 10 times more of an effort knowing that like you are confined to the four walls around you. 
It's so true. It's so true. Okay, so when so let's go back to when you guys are all at AOL. Yes. So who? So you know you you all you're all like either in school or you have these like fellowships at these amazing companies or like under the same umbrella that is AOL. And Claudia, meanwhile, is running this mass massively successful you know meme meme account or influencer account. So whose idea was it to turn all of that into a show, a digital show? So the girls always wanted to do a digital show. Like they always were brainstorming ideas and like still to this day, like that's what we do. We like sit around the table and like talk about things, which is just so fun. But we had the very fortunate opportunity at AOL through the CEO. He like knew that we were like socially, I guess, in tune, digitally native. And he was like, what should we be doing? And the girls were like, well, we've always wanted to do this show. And he was like, great. He's like, start it, see what happens. And then we'll go from there. And I literally remember the first day we like, I held up two phones, one in each hand. My hands were fucking shaking (laughs) one for Facebook and one's for Instagram. We just went live and it just went from there. I think for probably like the first two weeks I held like two phones, Facebook and Instagram, like shaky wobbly hands that I have, like trying to be (laughs) steady as I could. I'm just like the girls yapping away about everything under the sun. And then from there, like once they saw that an audience really started to be built around it, like we finally got some help. We got some cameras, we got some lights, we got some production resources, but it's really like, even though we were in the, you know, ecosystem of a big media company like we we had no production resources it was just like if you guys have an idea and that's what I also like to some extent I know not every corporation is like this but that's what I do like about business is like most of the businesses that I've been a part of or I've been exposed to it's like if you have an idea more times than not like people will support you to go after it but like you have to go after it at first with very limited resources, like just make the idea happen, prove out that it works. And then from there, you'll get the resources to scale up. And that's exactly what we did. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Best Fiends. If you're looking for a fun way to pass time while engaging your brain and enjoying breathtaking visuals and a gripping story, your answer is Best Fiends. Okay. So you're like, what's Best Fiends? First off, I'm telling you, it's this incredibly unique, exciting puzzle experience, unlike any other puzzle games out there. I am telling you, it is hands down my favorite game that I'm playing right now. It's actually my favorite game I've ever played on my phone. Here's the deal. Best Fiends is a casual game that really anyone can play, but it is made for adults. The characters are super cute. It's super colorful. The puzzles, I never feel frustrated to the point of smashing my phone on the ground. You know what I mean? With some games, you're just like, oh, it's impossible. I'm also like incredibly addicted to the music in the game. It's so good. I like, I'm not joking. I like dream about the music. I whistle around the house the music when I'm not playing the game. It's like the most beautiful game score ever written. I'm obsessed with this game, if you can't tell. And I love this about the game. They update the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. And it does not require internet to play, so you don't need to worry about Wi-Fi access or using cell data. Well, right now, you know, I play it a lot at home, so that's usually not a problem. And also during my workday, when I have, like, little breaks here and there, I try to sneak a game or two in. It just, like, makes me feel happy, and it makes me feel proud of myself, and it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of 
cute characters. Trust me, peeps. With over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. So download Best Fiends for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And just remember, that's friends without the R. It's not best friends. It's best fiends. Like I'm fiending for this game, but like in a totally good way. And now back to the podcast. You had the show, you know, Morning Breath under AOL. And then the girls come out with like a truly independent venture with Morning Toast. Um, And I was going to ask you, like, what are the differences in terms of like production and getting the show up uh, between the two? But it kind of sounds like it's the same formula, really. It's definitely the same formula. I would say, though, that the Morning Toast, like one of the things that I love specifically about the morning toast is it's really Jackie and Claudia, like a true American female entrepreneurship story. And they took all the lessons and learnings that we had initially, but, and they went and made it 7,000 million times better. There were also a lot of restrictions being at a big company, like things like merch, you know, and getting people's credit card data and all those sorts of things that we were always like just stopped from doing. Even things from like live events made it super freaking hard. If we wanted to, you know, things like camp toast would not even exist in an environment like that just for so many reasons so really I being mean, that's why I got fired from Sirius because I did kind of like a like a retreat camp toasty thing like under my Taylor Strecker um, like brand yeah and I just I stepped a one like one foot out of the line of the red tape and didn't realize it you know what right. I mean it's because there's so much red tape you don't even know that you're cross I remember so distinctly we were one day away from launching merch and then I got a call from legal and they were like, had nine zillion questions. And I was just like, where have you been this whole time? Like, I didn't even know I needed to talk to you said person about X, Y, Z thing. And it just became, it never, it never manifested because it just, they would never do it. And it took so long and they had so many rules and so many regulations. So I, I agree with you. It's like, there's so many benefits. There's also like so many, you know, detriments I guess as well but that's I think the difference about the toast is like the girls really have the flexibility because they own it all to test and do whatever they want which I think is probably the biggest thing you would want to do in an environment like that or in any business is just like test and learn pivot see what works Mm -hmm. see what doesn't and I think having that direct relationship with your audience which I think is something that you very much now have too it's like it's not Mm -hmm. serious providing the audience for you it's like you fucking hustling and going and getting Mm -hmm. people to like continue to come back every single week every single day and listen to you and like that's where the real power is like that's what scares the media companies these days well I was gonna ask you from like a from like an uh, an experienced business background and also like being a business manager mind do you think actually we are in a time now for content creators myself your sisters where it's like this like it is actually better to go the independent route than to go with the big business company. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really interesting question. I think it's circumstantial. Like, I think it depends on the talent. I think it depends on the media company. And I think it depends on the circumstance. I think Mm -hmm. it's great to get your foot in the door somewhere early and, like, build something. But I also think, you know, when you get in the door early and you build something on your own, like, sometimes they can keep you shackled. And so it's also knowing like your own power. So it's great to start out somewhere where like you can leverage a platform, leverage an audience and build from there. But like you really have to know your own worth. I mean, I think the reality also is today is like anybody can go on Amazon. Anybody can buy a 
microphone. Anybody can record a podcast. Anybody can upload it to iTunes. And I think that's really empowering for people. It's more so like, do you have the hustle? Do you have the drive? Like, do you have the it factor that keeps people coming back every single week? So like when you have a big media company behind you, like, sure, they're going to promote you and push you and maybe put marketing dollars behind you. But like, if you couldn't sustain without that, that's what you really need to think about what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I will say like if like I have to I mean, I have to give credit where credit's due. Thanks to Sirius. I spent over a decade there cultivating an audience. And I remember um Sam Roberts, he is an incredible radio talent. He still works at Sirius. Um he works with Jim Norton. He's I mean, he's fucking he's next level talented. And I remember he used to say to me all the time, Tay, you have this crazy audience. You like like in a good way. Like that is special, that is unique. Figure out ways that you can like have this contact with them outside of Sirius because right. if this shit goes away you got to be able to tap into that resource and I would and I couldn't figure it out and Sirius did me the biggest favor of my fucking life when they fired me because I was too scared to leave the nest but once they fucking kicked me out of it I was like it was like sink or swim so I, I, I was just I was surviving at that point and the audience you know that Sam said was there and that I knew ultimately was always there like they showed up when I went independent and that was like I mean I would have never learned that had Sirius not forced me like out of the establishment that is their company yeah but, and then um, you have other channels like you had things like Instagram and, and the places where like people could have a relationship with you that were growing yes. that really yes. contributed to that because like I so distinctly remember when you left Sirius and like people were dying for you to come back you actually came on the morning breath and yes. like people were just like bring her back. We need her. You know, like it was just, you had opportunities to like literally send like, you know, smoke signals to your serious audience and let them know that like, I'm still here. Something's going to happen. And I hope that you find me when it does, which they did. Yep. They did. They, and they showed up and it was the fucking greatest feeling in the world. But you know, it is, I, I wonder, I really hope that this like independent route is going to stick around for a lot of content creators because the idea that somebody at a big company, what, like five guys, usually white in their 60s in a three piece suit getting to say to you, you suck, you're worthwhile. I just, I hate that concept. And so I love, you know, this idea that we don't need major media behind us to, I mean, and again, I say this, I should be careful as I say this because like, I also do get to work with like major media and they're wonderful and lovely to me. Like I get to do the younger after show, right? And Viacom and TV land could not be more wonderful to me. So, you know, there is obviously a space around in like, in the world for major media. I just feel like this independent route, you know, I, I, I just really hope it's not like um, a trend or a flash in the pan. And I hope it's here to stay. I, I, I hope it's here to stay too. And I very much agree with you. I will caveat it by only saying one thing. Not everybody is meant to be a content creator and a podcaster. Like I right. think that there, you know, I think that the medium is incredible. And I think it actually like the same with social media, like not everybody's meant to be an influencer, you know, like, Some people are just not. I think like the platforms give way more people access and opportunity to do that. But the reality is, is that it's not for everybody. And I think people can really clearly see through that. If you're just like not being authentic, you're not being relatable, you're not putting out consistent content, you don't have like a brand about you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I totally, I actually think we'll see like more of a surplus of, you know, independent sort of um, like media um, 
come out. I think especially even in the quarantine, like you're seeing what hap- what's happening with TikTok. Like TikTok right. is blowing up because it just, and I'm not on TikTok and Me I don't neither. plan I to be. I can't figure it out. I can't girl, figure it out, but it's like me. kids are expressing their creativity. People are dancing. People are happy. It's like you can literally come up with a dance and go viral. Like that is... That's incredible, you know? And so I think like that's where, you know, more platforms like that that emerge that give people the opportunity to express their creativity, so be it. But again, not everybody's going to be famous on TikTok. No, definitely not me. I think I have three <laughs> followers. Um, At wait, least you I have an question. account. Somebody is like in person. I had to. I had to. I did like a, um, I did like a bustle and TikTok like um, campaign for them. Like they hired me as oh talent. My God, that's so, so funny. A, a part of my contract was I had to open a TikTok, which I was excited about. And then I started using it, and I was like, I this makes me feel like I'm 150 years old. Like I could not figure it out. And now in quarantine, I'm seeing so many people blowing up in it. And I'm like, fuck. That's wait, so, so I have funny. to ask you. Wait, I just want to. Qui- I want to quickly just tell you that I don't do not have a TikTok account, but I I go on TikTok just to like watch my sisters because you know like right. I'm like a fangirl of them. Yes. And so I saw that someone made a page with my wedding photo, Olivia Ashray Shapir. Instead of it, they didn't have enough room to fit the O at the end, so <laughs> I've been like back and forth with TikTok for like two months now, like telling them that someone is impersonating me. By the way, there's nothing on the page. There's no content, nothing. So I did have to make a TikTok that's just like at Olivia Ashray, just because someone like made me an account that like used my wedding photos, and I didn't even I didn't. Even endorse them doing that so that's my tiktok story oh my god so i hear i'm gonna ask you what do you think you know me i am i'm a great radio person i'm a great podcaster i suck at instagram and social media so much and it's so frustrating but i keep i keep just giving it the good old college try but i do have to ask you somebody who i i recognize that social media is an important part of my business and so that's why i even engage at all but like for me it is a struggle and with so many different platforms there's facebook there's instagram there's twitter there's you know there was vine doesn't even exist now there's tiktok <laughs> like in your expert opinion what do you think like really is it important for people to do like when it comes to using social media and marketing their business and growing their brands like is it like is it the end all be all and like where should we put our efforts yeah i mean it's definitely I don't want to say it's the end all be all, but like you have to have a presence if you're going to be having a brand, especially like a digitally native brand in general. Like to be honest with you, like that's the first place people go to really like look at you and figure out what you're about. I think different platforms serve different purposes. I think what Facebook has really become is about community and groups. And I think things like that, obviously I've been in many Taylor Strucker groups in my lifetime. I've had to leave some, you know, just they weren't, they weren't for me, but I'm in others because I'm a fan. That's a really but, nice way of saying that. Listen, girl, girl, I almost shut leave. my own fucking Facebook group down because they're so mean about me. Well, sometimes, sometimes. But I will say that, like, I had to get to a place where I was like, this is like the way that my friends and I talk about the Real Housewives. Like, yeah. I, like, even though it is so savage right now and I'm getting just ripped to shreds, like, I've got to know that, like, this is like the entertainment beyond the radio show. Like, it's actually a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So I've learned to embrace the Facebook page. Yeah, and, you know, more times than not you get good feedback out of it like I think creating environments where people can give you feedback and you actually being like woman enough to take it and implement it just given the fact that like people want to continue listening to you they want to embrace what you're giving out and so like I actually think that that's where sometimes you know it's it's not going to be all positive I just think also 
we tend to just give more energy and effort to some of the negative ones, which is like even something that I'm trying to work on in general. It's just like, you know, equal amounts or like, if not like more thought towards positive stuff, just because like, why not? Like that just makes the world go round. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Twitter for me, I'm not on Twitter. It's not my bag, but it's really for people more kind of in like, who have like something to say from like either a news, a breaking news kind of like commentary perspective. So like Twitter, I think actually could be interesting for you just because like your whole business is commentary. Um, yeah, I know. And actually there was a moment in time when I was like getting ready to go on Stassi's tour and I was like playing around with this, like not being a comedian, but like doing comedic material. Yeah. If you like look back at my feed, you'll see it. It's 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 like like for like uh, maybe a month or two, it's just like like a big white block with words on it. <laughs> and um, and I was like playing around with like, you know, doing jokes on Twitter. But they, but but Twitter was serving me for my Instagram. Like I was getting right. I was putting it out on Twitter so I could bring it over to my Instagram. And honestly, they did great. Like I was good at it. I just like it's a lot I of just work. Stopped. It, yeah. it, it is work. But like I maybe I should start getting back into something like that because that I, I'm good with words. Yeah. That's what I'm good with. Yeah. So it was working well, for and me. And I saved Instagram for last just because obviously you have the biggest presence there and like your Instagram is great even though you don't give yourself enough credit on it. And I think like when you do fun things really, like Olivia, yes. you, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. What is your muffler's meatloaf? Like I just I need to understand <laughs> what that is. I'm actually making I think I'm going to make a turkey loaf tonight. It's Zach's no, birthday. And no, no, no. Ma- Make me make it with meat. I'm telling you. No, it's, I'm going to do half turkey, half beef just because like that's okay. what we have. Um, okay. But I just like calling it turkey meatloaf, I guess. I don't know because I want to be like factually okay. accurate about like the ingredients that are going in this thing that I'm making. But I was seeing mufflers, meatloaf, Muffner. all over. Muffner. Whatever. Muffner. Whatever. <laughs> and by the way, I made a meatloaf on my Instagram probably like a week ago. And someone's like, you need to add Velveeta cubes. I'm like, who are you, Taylor Strucker? Like, <laughs> Like that's okay, right. So great, Mike. So, so what's my brand on fucking Instagram? Meatloaf and harmonica. No, by the way, your brand is just like <laughs> what you do in the comfort of your own home because it's the same as like what you do in the comfort of a microphone. It's just like share right. everything about you. And I think that's where Instagram like really is a, such a great platform, especially for you. It's because like that's what people want to know is like, what are you guys up to? Like playing beer pong and like eating meatloaf. Like that is the American dream. <laughs> I mean, it really is. <laughs> oh man, I gotta have we we have to have some kids up in this bitch so I can get some better content. Totally. Um, speaking of which, pivoting. So pivoting. Uh, Olivia, you are expecting a bubba. Congratulations. I am. Thanks. How far along are you? I'm about eight months. Oh my god. So when like when's your due date? My due date is early July. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you, are you, let's talk real talk. Are you, obviously you're excited, but in the midst of what's going on currently now in the world that we're living in, are you freaked out? Are you nervous? Are you worried? Yeah. Well, I'll actually like take it a step back. Cause it's like one of the things that I think our society does a disservice of is just like kind of, I don't want to say glorifying pregnancy a little bit, but like they really do. I think like social media really does. I talk a lot about this on my podcast, but just like, you know, you have these like influencers and their little perfect bellies and everybody's just like trugging along. And honestly, like that was the reason why I started my podcast. Cause I just like wanted a platform to be like, this is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. There's things about this that are really difficult. It's super emotional. It's very taxing on the body. I mean, yeah. I spent the first like seven ish months of my pregnancy being nauseous every single day. And it's just like like, my mom, my mom threw up all her pregnancies the entire time. And so it's just like, I feel like people don't talk enough about like sometimes like how hard it can be. 
And that was really frustrating me. I like couldn't get any like good information or just like, mm-hmm. I wasn't following anybody that was like, I actually had to unfollow some people that were pregnant. Cause I was just like, this is not my journey. And like, I don't, I'm not enjoying like watching yours because I just feel like, I don't know what, if you're not being honest or if you're just having a totally different experience, which if you are like good for you, but like that just wasn't mine. No, it's and, super trigger. It's super fucking triggering. Especially yeah. when you're like in pain throwing up and everyone's just like, it's just like a cute new accessory in my little bump. I it's love like- my bump. That's what people, I love my bump. And it's like, honestly, like your body is changing like stretch marks and just like, everywhere like not just on the belly on the arms and the thighs and it's just like it's the whole experience is wild it's so beautiful but it's Mm -hmm. so wild and it takes like it took me like from the first time I saw a stretch mark to like probably like you know three months ago to be like to really embrace it and be like wow this is like my body going through changes but like in the beginning you just like panic about every little thing and I mean you still panic about every little thing but I will say one of the I guess positives a thing about being in quarantine is just like you know, if I had to go to work every day and like get dressed and put on shoes, like I don't have one pair of shoes that fits me right now. Like, <laughs> so, no, I mean that so genuinely. It's like I my feet it. are like I just little it. bread loaves. And it's just like, you know, I kind of put myself on this like little bed rest, I guess, like while we're in quarantine, which has been like really good for just me and my body where right. I'm just like not doing the most. And I always like try to do the most. I just try to do as much as I possibly can. And so like having the ability to not do that is actually been like quite lovely lovely for me and just like really taking care of myself and like making my own meals, like knowing what's going into my food and like, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Like these are things that like when you're running around the city all the time and bouncing from meeting to meeting, like you don't, you can sometimes like forget to prioritize just because there is so much going on. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually like doing okay. I wish I could, you know, like get a little bit more fresh air just being in New York city. That's like not the easiest thing to do because I don't love leaving the house, but, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting time to be pregnant for sure. And also it's just like being pregnant is very interesting, you know, like it's both, it's like pregnancy is such a crazy journey. And then like, we're living through a crazy journey. So like just compound that all together. So let me ask you a question. So Tay and I, um, we, you know, I, I, I really think once we're out of this quarantine and things get kind of back to normal, I think we're going to get engaged like right away. I hope so. And then I'm not sure about wedding, but you know, we, we were never planning on doing something massive to begin with. We were going to have a massive, massive party, but like in terms of the actual ceremony itself, we were going to keep it pretty like low key, just family. So, you know, all these things we could start doing pretty soon after quarantine's done and life gets back to normal. And then of course, Tay wants a baby a motherfucking sap love it so having gone through pregnancy having you're in pregnancy so tay and i are in a unique position where we're both women right so we technically one of us could be the carrier and one of us doesn't have to having been pregnant olivia to me would you recommend bypassing the pregnancy and letting take carry for me Ooh, that's such an interesting question. Well, one, I want to just start by saying Zach and I, we were only engaged for three months and we had like about an 100, 115 person wedding. So kept it super small. I'm such a big fan of that. I just like, I love the intimacy. I think sometimes some of these things can be like, you know... I don't want to say like blown out, but at the end of the day, like it is for you. So just like do what you want to do and don't worry about like the optics of like what everybody thinks you should do. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Beachbody On Demand. People, we've been stuck inside for quite some time. 
And I don't know when that's going to end. And I can tell you right now, more so than ever, it's so important to try to stay active and keep your body moving. And that's why I love Beachbody On Demand. You can work out and even take classes in the comfort of your own home with Beachbody On Demand. For those of you who don't know, Beachbody On Demand is the easy to use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts. It's suited for anybody, anytime, and the secret to getting results, honestly, is just getting started. And Beachbody On Demand is so great because it's got hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels. Whether you are a beginner or an expert, they got you covered. They've got bodybuilding, weight training, cardio, yoga, even dance workouts. And my favorite part, they've got workouts as short as 10 minutes, now that's what I'm talking about, that don't require extra equipment. Very much on my level. And best part, you can access it anywhere, anytime. View on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and so much more. You guys really got to try this service, especially if you've been like me and you've been treating quarantine like you're on some sort of a vacation cruise. I've been eating and drinking my way through this thing. Nachos, I want it. I get it. And now the weather's getting nicer and... I laid out the other day on my roof and I was scared of my body. So it's time to make a change. A friend of mine actually did Transform 20 and it's a six week program and the workouts, 20 minutes each. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to transform this bod. I'm going to be summer ready, people. And the best part right now, my listeners can get a special free trial membership when you just text Taylor to 303030. You're going to get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information, and the support. Totally free. Just text Taylor to 303030. Again, that's Taylor, T A Y L O R, to 303030. And now to the podcast. What would you say to me about the idea of having Taylor Donahue carry my baby for me? I mean, it's your baby. So at the end of the day, like whichever one of you carries it, you can't go wrong. I think it's one, you know, like which of if she wants to do it way more than you do, I think that that just allows it to be like a no brainer for you, which is great. Right. But I, I there for all of its difficulties, which like, you know, I'm the first to like talk about it's not easy. But there is just something so special about feeling your child kick inside of you. Like the kicks make me like so emotional. I just like I sometimes like just cry from the kicks and I love them. And my favorite part is like every time Zach puts his hand on my belly to feel them, she like stops kicking. Like she's literally like, go the fuck away. Like it's our moment. (laughs) It's so hilarious. But I think it's more so like one, if this is something that she really, really, really wants to do, then like let her do the first. And then God willing, if you want to have more, then like you can get it on the next time around. I mean, you can't go wrong either way, but like you will be as much a part of the journey as she would be if she's carrying and vice versa. Yeah, I've kind of just like succumbed to the idea that I'm the man one, like I'm the, I'm the dad. So like, I actually think I might be okay. So are you the one that's proposing you know, after quarantine? Because that's like what I wanted to get out of the whole, like, we'll definitely get engaged. Like, are you planning an engagement? You know, okay. So I, the, the, I can't really I ask you that because like, then you're going to give it away and she's going to listen to no, this it's episode. Fine. It's fine. Well, she edits it. So she's really, really <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I kind of had committed to being like, well, I got proposed to by husband. So like now it's like, oh, cute. Forward, I right? love that. 
it's my job to propose because like I've I've experienced what it's like. So now I can. But even though that didn't work out, it was a beautiful engagement. So right. now I'll I'll like take what I learned and, and bring it over to her. Um, but I've been really like dragging my feet for a couple reasons. Like I want to like get in better shape before because I like know we'll have pictures and like that's like a, like an insecurity of mine. So like of course that's like you know delaying me like forever and ever and ever. Also like I really wanted to make sure our families were like really in a good place and like I know a hundred a hundo p my parents and her parent parents are like so fucking on board they our families adore each other so like so i'm like really like feeling confident that everybody will be super happy about the engagement now so that that's like the number one thing um so that's there so can i I just address one thing that you said because like you know my whole shtick in my whole life is like everything is about weight and everything is about Yes. always being on a weight journey of some sorts, which I think yes. is also like one of the reasons why I really felt strongly about starting my podcast and just like being open about the fact that like, you know, I didn't start with a perfect body in this experience and like gaining mm-hmm. extra weight on top of that, like is not easy, but yes. obviously extremely necessary. I was definitely not in the best shape of my life for my engagement, but I was for my wedding. And like, uh-huh. maybe like you don't have to have both. You know, like the engagement photos are like great. And the moment is lovely. Honestly, like the wedding photos, at least to me, like that's where I cared way more. And I was like, this is a full day and there's going to be so many people and taking pictures from every angle. And I just like, I don't want to have to run over to someone's phone and be like, can I see that photo? Like that was just, (laughs) that was like such a big motivator for me, like getting in shape for my wedding. It was like, if you took a picture from any angle, like I would just, I wouldn't care. And so yep. I feel like you you, you can't it. have it. With, you nailed you it. You can't have it with both. Like get engaged, get some cute pics, face tune them, and then get in shape for the wedding. <laughs> okay, I like that advice. <laughs> That's my advice but um. For you. So we're thinking of doing that. And then also like, you know, diamonds are expensive. Money's a thing. So we're thinking about that. And like, honestly, Olivia, we were just like, fuck it. Tay the other day. So she's a really good friend that has a lab grown diamond and it's spectacular. And Tay was like, you know what? This is so crazy. Like we, because we're both women, we have to spend money to get pregnant and it's very expensive. So Tay was like, I'd much rather save money for, you know, having a family than like getting massive rings. And so we finally just came to this decision. Like we're doing lab grown. And so, now we've just reduced the uh, the uh, the amount of money we're going to be spending because again also we have to get two rings so so that's helping me get like make a big step in the right direction and then we kind of recently agreed like let's just propose to each other like let's you know like rather than like i was gonna like get a photographer and have like her family jumping out a tree you know it's like ridiculous it's too much so we're kind of just gonna like i i will say that a good thing that i think has come from this crazy pandemic and quarantine life is like i think we're all starting to really realize like what we like what we need to be happy, not like what we'd have to do to be like impressive, yeah. you know? Well, can I, and so can I, I just th- ask or say one thing to please. that? So on the diamond front or just like on the ring front, I think one of the things that I realized that I have so many friends that do is like they change their ring all the time. Like they change different no. bands and they wear all these sorts of fun things. And it's like what you get immediately, like might not even be what you wear in five years from now. So I totally am all in on just like do whatever the fuck you want. The other right. thing is, is like whoever's getting pregnant. Um, I haven't worn my ring like probably since the day I was pregnant. Like it just doesn't <laughs> fit anymore. So like just take that into consideration too. It's like if you know that yep. you're going to have that experience soon after, it's like the ring is not, you know, you're going to be looking for sweatpants, not a matching band. So that's another <laughs> thing. And also one thing that I've seen people do is like, 
people get tattoos instead of rings too, which I think is like I from a Jewish perspective, like I'm I'm probably wouldn't get a tattoo, but I love the idea of it. And I think it's I love the idea of it, but uh, Tay's mom is Jewish. She's half Jewish and her mom literally um will cut off. Okay, fine. So forget that idea. But I was just (laughs) throwing ideas your way, but otherwise maybe like henna or something. I don't know, you know? (laughs) No, she'll think it's a tattoo and she'll still cut our fingers off. (laughs) Okay, fine. I forget it. I forget it. Forget it. Oh man, but well, we are running out of time, Olivia. I could talk to you literally forever, forever and ever and ever. I know. You're going to have to come back. I especially, I mean, I know obviously once you have your baby, you're going to probably be a little crazy and busy. Just a little. But I'm, I'm dying. Like, I just feel like you keep it so real and I appreciate like on so many fronts. So, like you were such a genius business oh, mind. Thank you're you. such a, you, you are, you are such a talented marketer. And also I feel like you're such a real ass chick. Thank you so much. Oh, and thank you. You've kept your pregnancy real. Thank God for that content because people really need the truth. They don't need a bunch of like fucking face tuned bullshit. So thank you for that. And then also you're going to keep it real parenting and girl, I I am that because totally. And that was the whole reason behind like really sharing even more of my journey is I just like, I knew that there wasn't really great resources for people to just like identify with someone that is really going through it in the same way that they are. And I hate Mm. like, there's so many benefits to social media. We talked a lot about them up front the things that I hate about social media is like the keeping up with the Joneses aspect of it and like the glorification of like situations that like don't need to be glorified like just be real so I appreciate you so much I love you you're just you're a voice of a generation I'm so honored to be on your podcast and I think like one of the things that I actually like really see in myself like that I also well, that I see in you that I see in myself, I think is how I should say that. But, yes, you know, like it, you get to a place in your life where you really just like finally become comfortable with who you are. And I think mm-hmm. that that allows you to really just be like honest about everything going on in your life. I think like that really happened for me when I met Zach. And I just like feel like I am able to just like be honest and really authentic about like everything going on in my life. I don't think if you like caught me dead five years ago, like talking about my weight would like never happen, you know? And then you just like, when you find somebody that like loves you for you and you start to love yourself for you, you realize that like you can do way more good by just being open and honest and talking about things than like hiding inside and pretending like you're not experiencing what probably every other person on the planet is. So yeah, that's my story. Amen. Olivia, you guys make sure to listen to Olivia's podcast, maternity live. Did I just fucking fuck that up so No, bad? you said it perfectly. It's so funny, though, because now I'm planning my own maternity leave, and I always want to say, like, I'm going on maternity leave. You know, like, I can't even say the phrase right anymore. It doesn't exist for me. So, yeah, listen to the podcast, Maternity Live. Also, follow her and her journey and her life and her everything on Instagram at Olivia Oshry. And no TikTok. No right TikTok now, right now. And if you follow Olivia Oshry Shapir on TikTok, it's not me, okay? And they don't have any content anyway, so don't follow them. <laughs> I love you so much. This was so fun. I love you so much. You have to come back, okay? Promise, promise. Promise, promise. Okay, love you, girl. You guys, that's it for us this week. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. That's how you tell me that you love me. <laughs> and also follow me on Instagram at Taylor Strecker to see all my harmonica playing and all my meatloaf making and all my beer pong playing. Bye, girl, bye. Bye. 